Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Asbury friends, this is Jennifer Burns back for another installment of our interviews from Asbury series on this podcast. This has been an ongoing project interviewing different people from the Asbury United Methodist Church and Smyrna Clayton community in hopes that you might get to know people that you either don't know or that you would get to know someone maybe you do know just a little bit better. We have tried to focus on the impact that service has on our faith and how we live out our faith as modern-day Christians. Today with me, I have Chuck McGowan. Chuck is heading up the Asbury Farmer's Market, which operates on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to noon in the empty parking lot next to the Glenwood Cemetery on Glenwood Avenue in downtown Smyrna, which is just down the street from the church building. The farmer's market did not get to open on schedule this year due to the COVID-19 closures, and thank God they were able to open for the first time last week and begin operation. This is a unique ministry endeavor for a church, but it is important both to Asbury Church and to the downtown Smyrna community. So today, Chuck and I are going to talk a little bit more about this ministry and how it impacts both the church and the town of Smyrna. So first off, Chuck, thank you for giving me a bit of your time today to do this interview. It's great to be here. I talked about just uh, really how you serve the the church through the farmer's market, but um, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I have been a member of the church now for probably somewhere in the tune of about eight or nine years. Um, I've been a resident of Smyrna for the last 13 years. Uh, my wife and I moved here shortly after getting uh, married. Um, I currently um, have an eight-year-old son that is uh, also with the church and my wife. Uh, we can be found any given Sunday at the 930 service. Um, and I currently participate in the finance committee for the church, as well as running and, uh, and, and working with the farmer's market. I, one of the things I learned when I came to, to Smyrna is that the McGowans are one of those Smyrna families, I think, that are just about related to everyone else in Smyrna in some six degrees of separation kind of thing. Um, I, your wife is a Jenna and your sister-in-law is a Jana. So I had to get those two <laughs> squared away in my head. Yeah. Um, so Jan, so Jana is my cousin's wife. Um, your cousin's wife. Okay. Yeah. My cousin's wife. And, um, Keith, her husband is, is my cousin. And, um, on my dad's side. And it was funny because Jana and Jenna, um, are only one one letter apart and they both are school teachers so it's <laughs> like it's like you couldn't really have much more and they're both from originally from pennsylvania so you couldn't oh. really have much more in convert you know in uh 
in, in common with, with, with another person. So Right. And I, I thought I had it all straightened out before I said that, and it turns out I didn't because they're cousins, not sister-in-law. But um, So you talked about the, the finance committee and um, the, the farmer's market. Are, have you been involved with any of the other outreach ministries? Uh, no, not, not yet. Um, it, it, as far as ministries are concerned, you know, with my job, I have kind of really a limited amount of time. Uh, it keeps me pretty busy, you know, outside of work. Um, but most, most of, of what I do is really around the, the financial aspects of the church as well as, you know, the farmer. Yeah. And the, the finance committee, I think, is they're, they're always working on something. And I think that's one of the great things about Asbury is that they are um, really faithful about the finances and trying to be the best stewards of the money that is entrusted to us. So um, thank you for the work that you do with that, because I know that it is not easy and finance is what allows us to do all the other ministries that we're able to do. So um, outside of the, the service committees, what do you enjoy most about church? I love coming there. Uh, I love seeing, you know, the members of the church, you know, as, as much as I can, um, you know, with being on the finance committee, I got to, to, to really, you know, get the opportunity to meet a lot of folks who have, you know, been in Smyrna and, you know, are born and raised in Smyrna. Um, and not only that, that to really kind of get an understanding of, of, and learn more about the people that are, you know, are part of our congregation, but uh, also do things within the community and to really kind of get a, a better understanding and a better knowledge of, you know, what is community and who is community and, and what they do for our community. So, um, you know, ultimately it's the people, and, and really the kind of fellowship that, that really brings me there. Not only that, but, you know, to, to listen to the, you know, Pastor Julie, you know, uh, preach and, and to really kind of get a more of a kinship with, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I know for, for me, because I fill two roles on the staff within the church, I do the social media, but, um, before COVID-19, I was also doing the visitation ministry and, um, obviously I'm not able to get out and see our people right now. And that's been something that's been really hard. We've tried to um, shift that as much as we can to over the phone and, you know, internet contact and stuff like that. And it's, it's just not the same. Um, I typically attend both the nine thirty and the 11 o'clock service because I feel that, uh, for that visitation role, I need to be visible and I need to get to know as many people in the church as I can. And one of the things I've noticed is that even though Pastor Julie is preaching the same message at both services, each service has their own unique vibe and things that make them both special. So I think it's really important that we're able to fulfill different worship op options for people with different preferences and um, to give people a variety of different ways to experience church. And I know with the online worship that we've been doing, that's something that we've tried really hard to, to bring online, but it's still just not the same as being in a sanctuary or a fellowship hall with a hundred people. So that's something that I'm looking forward to getting back to as soon as we're able to do that safely. So, um, Agreed. 
as I said earlier, uh, the farmer's market, which you oversee, is a pretty unique ministry for a church. I don't think in, in my experience I've ever seen a church that has a farmer's market. But um, as the farmer's market chairperson, what impact do you think this ministry has on the overall mission of the church? Well, um, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of start from the beginning, you know, originally what I, I kind of envisioned for the farmer's market is, um, you know, the church owned the lot out on route 300 and really it wasn't being used for much, much of anything. Um, you know, because I'm on the finance committee, um, you know, I look for, I try to look for creative ways of thinking outside the box, um, to, to, to increase the income of, of, of Asbury. One of the things that, you know, we used to do is we used to do a, um, a yard sale and we used to do yard sale at the, at the, 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 the lot out there. And we had a, a really great amount of people that would show up for that. And, you know, having somewhat of an agricultural background, you know, with college, um, you know, I've always looked for ways to be able to give back, you know, um, not only to the community, but to, to really agriculture, you know, uh, as it being a large part of my, my college career. Um, so me being the, uh, the farmer's market goer that I used to be, I said, you know, maybe this would be you know, an interesting way of being able to, to do something not only for the church, but for the community. And that's when I started kind of really exploring. And, and the finance committee gave me the, the ability to, to really explore it. And, and gave me the, the, you know, the, the go ahead and lo and behold, you know, it, it, it turned into something that it takes up, you know, a fair amount of time. Um, and three years later, you know, we, we've turned it in, into something that in, in my opinion is, is, is not only creative. Uh, we do, you know, it does produce a little bit of income for the, for the church, but not only that is, is we're giving back to our community. And I think that really fits with a lot of what the church does, you know, it, it is meant to do as well. Because if you think of what we do with the, the, the farmer's market, uh, we're providing an area where local business, you have know, local farmers, growers, business people are able to come out to the market and sell their goods, uh, which helps sustain them and their family. And it's, it's done, you know, at a church site. Um, but not only that is, is that, the money that the local people within the community spend there gets really pretty much kind of injected back into the local fabric of, of the community. Uh-huh. Um, and as that has kind of continued to grow, it's also opened up the opportunities for us to be able to do things for like WIC and accepting WIC coupons for women in crisis. And the seniors, uh, the state gives out a certain amount of money per year for the senior assistance program, which gives, um, you know, low-income seniors, the ability to use state state funds uh, for fresh produce and fresh vegetables to, to, to help meet their nutritional needs. And we accept both of those at the farmer's market. Um, so it really is also giving back to the community and helping, you know, those who uh, may not be able to, to, to afford it, you know, the, 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 the nutrition that they need to help sustain themselves. Um, through the summer and, and fall months. So I think it really hits on a lot of cylinders, you know, of things that the church is looking to do from a community standpoint. And it really helps me and the church also give back to our community. So I think overall um, it, 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 it checks a lot of the boxes from what we do as a church. 
Absolutely. I, I see that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of new to Asbury myself and, um, that's something that I already see just on the cusp of this getting into farmer's market season. Um, I know that so many of our small businesses are hurting and people are hurting right now because they want to be out in community and supporting our small businesses. And that's something that we've really just not been able to do lately. So, um, I think that being able to open the farmer's market, even with added precautions and safety measures that we're having to do, is going to be a big step in a hopeful direction, both for our businesses that are able to come out and participate in that market, but also for the community of Smyrna to be able to have those things that we're, we're just used to seeing happen. So, um, and I didn't even know that we were accepting WIC vouchers and things like that. So um, that's that's obviously another level of service that we're able to provide to people who um, maybe don't have a whole lot of other options on where to go. So um, Chuck, we've talked about the, the farmer's market and the impact that it has on the ministry of the church, but... One thing that I look at in these interviews for this podcast is the impact that um, our faith has on our own lives. So in your own faith walk, is there a verse or a passage of scripture that you've been focusing on lately? I would say, um, I, I, I'll say that it, it's something that I haven't been focused on lately, but I, I will say um, there is one verse that, you know, if I could probably point to one point in time that really kind of turned my church life into to what it is now, it is really, um, really marked 317. And, you know, um, it's, it's around the, the story of, of the Sons of Thunder. And going back to when Dale Brown was at the church, um, you know, he, he, preached the whole sermon on, on Mark three seventeen with the sons of thunder. And, you know, as I listened to that, to that, um, that sermon from Dale, you know, it really felt like Dale was reaching into my soul and, and really kind of wait, you know, invigorating it and, and, and making it alive and, and with that sermon. And, and, you know, what I got out of that sermon was, is that, you know, um, there was, two very rough cut, you know, individuals, um, that weren't necessarily the most perfect Christians. Um, but at the same time, it's just that, you know, they, they followed Jesus Christ and, you know, they, they listened and, um, ultimately ended up being a lot better than where they originally started from. And, you know, to be able to take a, a rough cut individual, which I see in myself, you know, um, pre-church life and being able to take them and, and, and kind of show them the path and, and, and teach them the path. And while they may not always be the most perfect, you know, individual, you know, or perfect Christian um, all the time at the same time is, is that, you know, they end up being disciples of, of Christ. And, and the biggest thing with that is, is that that sermon, you know, really taught me a lot and it really, um, 
if I look back on, on, you know, my time at the church and, and what I do for the church and what I do for, for Jesus Christ, um, I always come back to that, to that sermon. And, and I, I can, I remember it like it was yesterday sitting, you know, sitting in the church, just crying my eyes out, you know, and I get choked up just talking about it. Um, but it all came down to Mark three seventeen and, and the sons of thunder, you know, sermon. And, and that hit me like a, a freight train. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. I know sometimes when we look back at those favorite verses, um, and you think about why that's your favorite verse. And like you said, when you can attach it to a specific moment where you felt like someone was, you know, was talking to a, a room of people, but you felt like he was talking to you specifically, um, that's, that's really impactful. And I thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so my next question kind of um, on, on the back of what you just said might kind of be doubling up, but um, one of my favorite questions that I've been asking people in this project is if you were talking to someone who had never heard of Jesus Christ before and there was only one thing that you could tell them, what would you say? Like I said, I think that might kind of be doubling up on what you just said. But I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. That um, he, he welcomes all walks of life, you know, um, no matter what you did in the past, you know, um, you can be saved and, and, you know, you can come to that light and, you know, um, pre me, you know, coming to church. Yeah, you know, I was, I, I, I would say that, you know, um, I was far from perfect. Still, I'm far from perfect, but at the same time, is is that I realize that you know Jesus and God loves me, loves me for who I am, and that I have a lot of benefit that I can help you know with uh, bringing hopefully folks to, to Jesus, and you know for helping the church, and that you know what uh, I will never be perfect. I'm far from perfect, but at the same time, is is that uh, it has taught me how to be a better Christian and to believe in my faith, and that. I, I will fail, I will fall, but Jesus loves me no matter what, and I always can come back to Jesus, and that's what I think. Amen, yeah. Um, I think one of the things that was important for, for me in my own faith walk is um, understanding that Jesus doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called, and, you know, like, I think like you were saying with, you know, how the farmer's market came to being from an idea that you had and, you know, other people in the church kind of gave you some license to, you know, try it and see what happens. And it turned into this thing, like you said, that has kind of gone above and beyond what you even initially anticipated it to be. Um, I think that is part of the, the, the message of, you know, if you, you put yourself out there and you, you make the effort. Um, Jesus does the rest and um, he gives us the tools that we need to fulfill the purpose that he has for us. So um, while you were talking about the Mark three seventeen, um, one of the verses that I actually have on a frame um, over my desk space kind of came up and I mean, 
it's over my desk space. So it's something that I focus on all the time. But um, this is from Joel 2, verse 25, says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locust and the young locust, the other locust and the locust swarm. You are my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed, and then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. And I focus on that one, like you said, because, you know, before I was active in my faith and working for a church, um, I was a single mom. And when I got my first job um, working in a, a faith-based area, I had a lot of people looking at me and like, what did you not tell them? <laughs> and um, um like we were saying, you know, that God uses all of us and there's room for all of us and salvation is possible for all of us. So I think that um, the other people that I've asked that question to about, you know, where do you start? There's so many different angles that you could come in on what you would say, but it's interesting to see um, the different answers that people come up with and how they would start that conversation. So um, again, thank you for, for sharing your piece on that. And Chuck, thank you for, for doing this with me um, and for heading up the farmer's market ministry. Um, I'm going to be up there myself tomorrow. I'm hoping that the weather cooperates with us. It's a little mushy today. So um, Memorial Day is the unofficial start to the summer, and I'm ready for it after this crazy, unprecedented winter that we've had. So I am excited to get up there and to see what's going on. Again, for the people listening, the Farmer's Market is open on Saturdays through Labor Day from 9 to 12. It is in the lot on Greenwood Avenue next to the Glenwood Cemetery. And the market is featuring a variety of local businesses and local grown items. Um, I know Chuck is hoping to be able to include even more vendors as people get back to business and start coming out again, but we are still having to do that under guidance from our local leaders and um, these different phases of, of reopening things. So um, there is a Facebook page for the farmer's market. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes below if anyone is interested in following up on the latest information about what's going on with the farmer's market and worship this weekend again will be online on Facebook and YouTube at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Pastor Julie is wrapping up her imperishable sermon series this week in preparation for Pentecost, which is coming next week. So I hope that you will join us online as we worship separately, but still together. There will be links as well in the show notes below on how to join us on Facebook and YouTube. And I will be back next week with another interview from Asbury for you. And until then, be well, friends.